right hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the christmas movie countdown i am here with emma hey hey and it is december 10th we are on our 10th movie people that's a third of the way through this month holy crap right we're, we're almost halfway through all of our christmas films that's insane <laughs> <laughs> Today for episode 10, we checked out the Netflix original movie, Single All the Way. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've never heard of it, I'm not shocked. This movie literally came out a handful of days ago. Okay. It dropped December 2nd. And Netflix has been promoting this movie for like a month. Like I saw the preview for it a whole ass month ago and texted to Emma and I was like, we have to watch this fucking movie. Yup. And we've been waiting for it. Like we were planning on doing this even earlier. We were going to make this the very first movie of the month, but it wasn't out yet. Yeah. <laughs> so we finally got around to watching it and I'm so excited to talk about it, guys. It was so good. Oh my. <laughs> it was so freaking good. So this movie is about a couple of best friends and a christmas holiday at one of the friends houses like home towns kind of like the happiest season that we watched except the couple's not actually together yep so peter is a social media strategist um and his best friend nick is a task rabbit they both live in la they are roommates <laughs> That term, the task rabbit. The task rabbit, yeah. Oh, God. Um, and they are roommates and best friends who live in L.A. And Nick. No, sorry, not Nick. Peter is mm -hmm. just done with going home without a boyfriend to his family because yeah. his family will not stop bugging him about being the single like they just keep pestering him about it and he's tired of being the only single person um he is currently dating somebody but they go to a party and nick meets this person and the next day nick goes to work as a task rabbit putting decorations on someone's house and finds out Oh, guess what? It's the cardiologist that Peter has been dating and his wife's house. So Yikes. being a good best friend, Nick tells Peter that his cardiologist boyfriend is gross and Peter promptly breaks up with him and is like, God damn it. I was going to take him home with me to meet my family. I, I do not want to go home empty-handed basically i don't want to go home alone um please 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 nick come with me and we'll tell them that after all these years we finally just started dating and we're together okay we'll just be my pretend boyfriend just for the holidays because i cannot handle it and you love my family anyways so it'll be fine and nick's like okay sure let's do it we'll pretend and it'll be okay so they travel to New Hampshire. Uh, Nick gets his dog boarded in a doggy hotel. We find out that Nick is also an accomplished children's book author. 
whose first book about him adopting a dog is like a number one New York Times bestseller. Yeah. We're waiting for the sequel, basically. Saving Emmett. The yeah, Saving thing. Emmett, the name of his dog is fucking cute. So they go to New Hampshire and they're, you know, saying all their hellos, meeting all the family. And while they're hanging out, talking, catching up, before they get a chance to say that they're dating, um, Pete's mother, Carol, who henceforth will be known as Christmas Carol, because she, that's her official Christmas time demand official (laughs) holiday name uh tells peter that she has a blind date set up for him basically with her spinning instructor james and nick is like oh shit i don't have to pretend we don't have to pretend like we're dating that sounds like a really good idea peter like you should go on this blind date and peter's just like (laughs) fuck dude you threw me under the bus. We were supposed to be pretending. <laughs> oh, his so, face. He just slowly, he's like tilting his head and he's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So he reluctantly agrees and it's like, fine, I'll fucking do it. Then the rest of Peter's family arrives. Um, his dad, Harold, his sisters, Lisa and Ashley and their families. Um, Lisa has two daughters, two teenage daughters, and Ashley has two sons who are younger. They're mm-hmm. like, I don't know, six and 12, maybe. I don't know. They're young. They're not teens yet. They're, they're elementary school for sure. Yeah, they're young. Um, the teen girls are, you know, teen girls. They're just on their phone, like being embarrassed by everything their family does. And the boys are just going crazy over nick because his favorite book the kids both of the kids favorite bedtime story is saving emmett and they just keep talking to him about um like when's the next book coming out when are we getting a sequel when are we doing all these things and nick's just like i don't know i don't know but you know he gets along with all the kids it's fine so they have their you know great evening and the next day pete decides he's going to go on this coffee date with the spinning instructor, James. So they go to coffee and they're having a great time and coffee turns into picking out a Christmas tree because Peter is really into plants. He's like really, really good with plants. Yeah. His mom has decided, eh, we're going to do a fake Christmas tree because I'm tired of taking care of this shit. I always have to be the one to water it and pick up the needles. So I just bought a fake white one. And Peter's <laughs> like, no, green Christmas trees are where it's at. Um, we're going to go get a Christmas tree and we're going to take it to my house sneakily. So, <laughs> so he and James have another, like a second part of their date and go and get a Christmas tree. And it's really cute. They're being all cutesy and adorable. And they get it back home. And then Peter gets the rest of the family to distract mom. um, And they put up this Christmas tree and decorate it. (laughs) And (laughs) Peter promises he'll take care of the tree. And Kathy and Jimmy is basically like, yeah, right. But okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) That whole scene is gold. Yeah. 
So Peter, when he's talking to James on this date, uh, he keeps bringing Nick up into the conversation because they're roommates and best friends and all these different things. Um, And while he's talking to James uh, over the next few days, over the course of several dates, uh, he starts to feel guilty about spending so much time with James and not enough time with his family. Um, He tells Nick... um, later after a couple of more dates that he has been considering moving back to new hampshire um because he just doesn't mesh with la very much and Mm -hmm. he misses being close to his family and all of his little nieces and nephews and in his words he's just wants to be a gunkle yeah he wants to be a gunkle and he wants to open up a, a plant shop basically and he can't, he doesn't feel like he can do that in LA. It's not, yeah. it wouldn't LA. Succeed. LA, yeah. And Nick is distraught over this, but doesn't outwardly tell him like, oh damn, okay, that sucks. He just supports his best friend. Like, yeah. I miss you, but you got to do what you got to do. Then Peter's boss calls him, to tell him they are completely abandoning the project that they have been working on for question mark amount of time a long time and he wants him to make a new product or make a new campaign yeah using real people instead of models and at the very beginning of the movie he was making i thought it was a calendar ad but it was Mm -hmm. an ad for shaving cream with all these hot models who are just like half naked in santa beard's made out of shaving cream yep <laughs> um but the boss is like no we want real people not models so figure it out basically so he and nick decide okay well we will go um you, you gotta help me basically and harold peter's dad has been trying to get peter and nick together like forever yeah so he's like hey that would be a really good idea you should definitely photograph nick because he's like a 10 right like he's <laughs> gorgeous he mm-hmm. would be a great model for you for this project so peter's like yeah okay that sounds that sounds good would you be down to do that and nick is like sure why not so they go out to like i don't know the land that a they're wood on, the front yard the woods i don't fucking know <laughs> and they start photographing them and or photographing nick and putting you know shaving cream on his face and it's really fucking cute like yeah best friend like an iphone commercial yeah it's adorable and yeah he's doing it with a cell phone and they get all these really great shots and then nick's like hey well why don't we get some shots of you it can't all be me and peter's like okay sure so they do the same thing in reverse and peter's the one taking the pictures and they get these really cute goofy pictures because they're just really good friends and they Mm -hmm. get along great and there's genuine happiness between them like having fun together um then the next day um no wait he takes one specific picture that kind of throws him off he says on the count of three i want you to blow out so i can see the breath oh yeah 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 and he peter gets really caught up in it and like he's starting to catch feels yeah they have there's a moment where they share eyes 
Yeah. Like and then really he gets a text. Wrong eyes, yeah. Yeah, then he gets a text from James that James wants to take him out for drinks. Yeah. So James takes him out for drinks and they're they're chatting it up and he brings he keeps bringing up Nick, right? Cuz they're best friends. And um James basically says, you know, maybe there's a reason everyone has been trying to set you up with Nick. Like maybe there's something between you two that everyone can see except you, except you guys, you know, Yeah. because sometimes that happens. And the guy's just like, no, that's not it. You know, we're just best friends, blah, 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 blah. And then they go, they go to leave and um, they decide to do another photo shoot with James uh, mm-hmm. as James with James as the model. So they go buy some shaving cream and they take care of like the Santa beard and do all the whole thing. Um, and it works out well. He does the same picture. Yeah. He does the same picture where he tells him to blow out. Um, and he, they take the picture and Peter does not feel the same way when he does it. No. Nope. Uh, with James as he did with Nick. And he's like, Oh shit. Okay. Maybe there was something behind that. While all of this is happening, there is a side story with the family. Now, <laughs> Aunt Lisa um, has been putting on a Christmas pageant. Sandy. Sandy. Or, sorry, Aunt Sandy. Yes, yeah. you're right. Sorry. Aunt Sandy has been putting on a Christmas pageant every year uh, for however many years. And she was like an off, off-Broadway star. It's played by... Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge, who is just <laughs> hilarious. Monica Darling, it's Amanda Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I just can't. Every time I see her, I see every role that she has ever played. I always think of her in fucking Cinderella story. Yep. Always. Sam, is this my salmon? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. So Aunt Sandy is putting on this Christmas play and she's over the top dramatic, thinks she's the bee's knees because she was off off Broadway. And the kid, and it's all the kids in the family, the four kids in the family, plus a bunch of other kids that are putting on this production that's basically about the birth of Jesus and Mary talking to the angels about the birth of Jesus. And the kids are sucking at it. Like they're oh, on this hardcore. blank stage. They they aren't getting into like their characters. They aren't really, they don't know what to do or where to be on the stage. And Nick has been, you know, going to, or he takes the girls to this rehearsal um, this evening of the night with James. And Nick is just like, God, this is bad. <laughs> they get back to the house. And when they're kind of sharing about their days, Sophia and Daniela, the two daughters, are like, fuck, like we have to get these two together. Like they yep. are perfect together. I don't care what they say about them being best friends. Like there's something there. And eventually the whole family kind of gets in on this. Like Nick and Peter need to be together. Everyone except the mom. The mom's like, I've been trying to get that done for years. It ain't going to happen. You know, they're just best friends. Um, according to my LGBTT book, <laughs> this is not. <laughs> this is not how this works you know the they're gay they are just best friends it's not they're not there's nothing romantic there and all the rest of the family is like okay mom whatever you say 
uh, we don't believe you. So we're going to try and get them together. So Nick convinces Sandy or Nick and Peter basically go to the next rehearsal the following day and are like, um, you should let us help. Like we're not theater gays, but I'm handy because I'm a task rabbit. I can build the sets and, (laughs) and Peter, like he literally sets up different things like photo shoots and different things. He knows how to run things. He can get this, get these kids knowing their lines. He can figure that all these different things out. Let us help. So Sandy's like, okay, sure. And then there's this little montage of them, like building the sets and figuring out their lines and getting all the costumes together um and that night they go back home or no 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 no. and they're they've been working on it for days they work on it yeah he's helping them then um james goes or peter goes on a date with james and the rest of the family is already asleep when he gets back from his date with james and the teenage daughters are sleeping in peter's bed so it forces peter to go sleep in nick's bed basically he's like we're best Mm -hmm. friends it's fine and when they get in bed together um there's a lot of tension a lot a lot neither one is like sleeping right away they're just very much both in their own heads thinking about Mm -hmm. like damn this guy that I like is right next to me and I can't say anything because he's my best friend and I don't want to mess anything up. Um, Over the next couple of days, the teenage girls get Nick to admit that he has feelings for Peter um, and get Peter to admit that he has feelings for Nick. Yeah. And Peter tells them basically yes i like him but i also like james and i can't go there with nick because if something bad happens i have no one like i can't lose nick i can't risk losing nick and everyone's just like but fuck it like (laughs) but what if it goes right so the day of the pageant comes and it's perfect right yeah the the kids nail it they figure everything out all everybody comes james comes he's excited to see what's going on with everything and nick and peter are off to this on the side of the stage like holding hands together like in a best friends kind of way cuddling on the side of the stage in a best friends kind of way watching the show yeah and James notices this and he's like, yep, that's, that's it. They are perfect together. That's, that's what it is right there. So James and Peter go out for drinks afterwards. Well, before that, before that, Peter and Nick are in the little like kitchenette area together. Oh, you're right. You're right. That does happen before. I yeah. was thinking that happens after. Okay. So no, cause that's why the conversation at the bar yeah, happens yeah. between Peter and James. Okay. So after the play, 
Nick and Peter are in this little kitchen area at the, Mm -hmm. where the play happens and they're talking and Nick is basically like, I love you. And Peter's like, oh, I love you too. You know, in a friend's way or like just platonically. And Nick's like, no, like I'm in love with you. Yeah. Peter is just shook. He is shooketh. Okay. And he has no idea what to do for a minute. He hath been shooketh. He hath been shooketh. And Peter starts to explain his feelings for him. He's like, I can't lose you. If, if something goes wrong, like I can't, I can't, I don't want to risk us. I don't want to risk your friendship. I, I can't. Yeah. And at that moment, James comes in to collect Peter to go out for drinks afterwards. And he, he or he invites all both of them to go out for drinks. He's like, hey, you guys did a great job. Let's go get some drinks. And Peter's like, yeah, let's go get some drinks. That'll be great. So Nick says that he has an errand to run, but then he'll meet you guys. He'll meet them at the bar. So Peter and James go to the bar and Nick goes to the house and he packs up all his shit. And he's like, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Um, I put myself out there and now it's done. I can't. So he takes, he gets in the rental car and he starts to head for the airport. But he gets a notification on his phone that he has been asked to help decorate or to help paint. Yeah. Um, a new task rabbit job has basically opened up and he's like, you know what? I've got time to kill before I need to be at the airport. Sure. I can get this task done. So he pulls over uh, in the, in the town. There's like a, a little shop that yeah. needs to be, that is the place where he needs to be. Um, so he talks to the owner and he's like, yeah, this was my hardware store and I need it painted. Cause I'm getting, I'm trying to sell it or I'm about to sell it after it's painted. I'm going to sell it. Um, can you do that? And Nick's like, yeah, I can do that. Um, that's awesome that it's for sale. And we kind of get the feeling as an audience that something fishy is going on in that moment. Mm-hmm. Then at the bar, James and Peter are having a conversation and James is just like, look, there's something there between you guys. And I don't know what it is, but it's something and you should check it out. And Mm -hmm. Peter's like, but I'm scared and blah, blah, blah. And James is like, basically, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So, like, step it the fuck up and do it. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like the final push, I guess, that Peter really needed. Yeah. Peter goes to look for Nick and gets home and Nick is not there. And he's like, fuck. And he notices that his bag is gone. And he's like, fuck, he's gone to the airport. So he grabs a car, grabs someone's keys and takes the, takes one of the family's cars and starts to head to the airport. And then it was like passes. He's going down the street and sees the rental car that they had rented at the airport. And he's like, oh shit, that's the rental car. So he parks and he goes into this building that is for lease or for rent or whatever yeah um and sees nick and is like look um i've been a jerk i'm so sorry 
I am in love with you too, basically. And they kiss and it's adorable and they end up together. And then Nick is like, and I have a present for you. This shop that we're in. So you can move to New Hampshire and start your garden shop. And Peter's like, well, I don't know if I want to move unless you're going to move with me. And he's that like, that whole exchange was adorable. It was so cute. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Um, yeah. So on Christmas Day, they announced that they are dating officially and they are planning to move to New Hampshire together. And his whole family like freaks out. They're like, fucking finally. Hell yes. I mean, we've been trying to make this happen for days. And they're exchanging gifts. And Nick gives the boys a book, like a little composition notebook. That's how he tells them they're moving. Yeah. The composition notebook is basically the story, um, the the sequel to Emmett's. uh, Saving Emmett. yeah, Yeah. Saving Emmett. And in the sequel, the end of the sequel, it basically says, and then Emmett and Peter and Nick moved to New Hampshire <laughs> to be with the rest of their family. And it's fucking cute. And everyone's like, yeah. oh my God, yeah. That is the reaction that every single LGBTQIA plus anyone mm-hmm. needs to have. Yep. That, that right there, that's it. Yep. It was the ideal reaction. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that is single all the way. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking great movie. It is so yep. cute. You should definitely watch it. It's on Netflix. It's only 101 minutes. It's great. Don't yep. All right. Who was your favorite character in Single All the Way? Nick. Nick. Yep. Nick. Nick. Yep. Nick. Yowza. First of all, he is beautiful. Yes. Second of all, his soul is beautiful. Yep. Who he is is incredible. Yep. He was so supportive of Peter as a friend. Yeah. Through the whole thing. And he was just like, he told the girls when he commit, you know, basically admitted his feelings. He was like, Yeah, I love him. I'm in love with him, but I don't want to mess up what he has going right now. And I, you know, all these different things. And he's like, yeah, (laughs) it was Nick is so good. Yes. Nick is my favorite character too. He was just absolutely perfect. (laughs) He was wonderful. All right. Who is your least favorite character? I didn't really have one, but I would say my least favorite thing was that the mom was so dead set on him being with James that she was like, nope, 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 just James, just James. Well, I mean, and, it's it was because she'd been trying for years well, to set them exactly, up. Exactly. And he'd been shutting her down for years. Like, no, mom, yeah. we're just friends. Yeah. So, you know, after reading her 
book about parenting LGBTQ people, like she was just like, this isn't okay. Like yeah. he has expressed to me they're for just friends and I'm not going to yeah. help push this. Like I've already yeah. tried and uh, yeah. And I mean, I, I got it by the end of it, but in the moment I was like, Oh my God, woman. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> yeah. So I think I didn't guess I didn't really have a least favorite character. I will yeah. say his two sisters mm-hmm. and their husbands were like super background. Like they were barely in it. Yeah. Um, one of the sisters in it a lot more. She was like the funny one, the receptive mm-hmm. one. Um, but the less talkative sister, Ashley, was probably my least favorite character. She was trying to push her fucking makeup brand, which was like oh, a farm on my face. Yeah. Yikes. Her hashtag was hashtag farm on my face. Yeah. Um, because it was like um pure organic makeup, which is fine. Um, but her marketing was horrible and she was just like obnoxious about it. All right. Seven word synopsis. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to give a, an honorable mention to favorite character, um, besides Nick, I'm going to go with, um, Kevin, the snowplow guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kevin. So if you watch, if you watch this movie, um, please stay through the first bit of the credits. Yep. Kevin the Snowplow guy um, sing. They do like Christmas karaoke in this town at this bar. Yep. And apparently Kevin the Snowplow guy spends his whole year writing a individualized song for Christmas karaoke every, to sing every year. Yep. And he sings this song about trying to get with mrs claus that is just fucking <laughs> hilarious and he gives it his all like his performance is fucking great oh yeah and at the end is fucking the song he's like talking about how people aren't even listening to the lyrics people aren't watching the credits so no one will ever see this and he like yeah. breaks the fourth wall it's so fucking funny it's wonderful yeah kevin the snowplow guy all right seven word synopsis Netflix is crushing the inclusion Christmas movies. Yep. Boy, howdy. I am so fucking here for it. Like, man, so good. This was an excellent movie. Agreed. All right, Emma. Okay. Uh, I have two quotes. uh, Three, actually. Into the Guinness Book of Peter Records. I don't know what it was about that moment, but that made me giggle so hard. (laughs) And then he freaking said, don that gay apparel. Yep. I I fucking lost it. And then when he was talking to James on the ski lift, and he's like, I'm a complete and utter homosexual. Yep. For those of you that don't know what FOMO is, it's a fear of missing out. Yeah. And then Plant Dad finally finds his perfect love. And then my alliterative sweet seasonal story sparks serious sob session. 
I was crying so hard by the end of that movie. I was so dang happy. Yeah. Yeah. It was freaking funny and cute. Is everything a Christmas movie should be? Go check it out. So, please do. Do you have anything else to say about this movie? I don't. Go fucking watch it. It's great. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So, if you have anything to say about single all the way you didn't like it or you loved it or whatever we want to hear from you let us know you can tweet us at allentown pod you can email us at allentown presents at gmail.com and we have a facebook (laughs) (laughs) at allentown presents (laughs) i'm gonna do it i'm gonna start doing that now thanks otis (laughs) it's it's not something that can escape me ever At yeah. the end of every single podcast, I am either on the other side of the table or the other side of the screen saying in my head, we have a Facebook. Yeah, every I, time. I can't. <laughs> Otis, that was gold. Good job. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Go check this movie out and come back tomorrow for another episode of the Christmas Movie Countdown. Bye. Toots. <laughs> <laughs>